The digital ledger marvel known as blockchain promises to change the financial services industry from the inside out and the ground up. But there needs to be a starting point for people to understand and to adopt a blockchain. Where is that starting point and what does it mean to get in now? To find out, we'll be talking to Ron Coranta, the chairman and founder of the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It is wonderful to have you here with us. And time is ticking down to BAI Beacon. That takes place October 4th and 5th in Atlanta. To learn more about the Fast-Paced Financial Services Conference, visit BAI.org slash BAI Beacon. Hope to see you there. And today on the program, we have Ron Quaranta. Ron is the chairman and founder of the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance. The WSBA is a nonprofit advocacy group focused on guiding and promoting comprehensive adoption of a distributed ledger technology across financial markets. Ron is a recognized expert in the area of blockchain innovation, particularly in its impact on the world of financial markets. And Ron, great to have you here with us today. Great to be here, Lou. Thank you. Distributed ledger technology. I think some people I've talked to, they hear that term and they want to go screaming out of the room. What does that mean? Help us understand what a distributed ledger technology is as it applies to blockchain and the digital world in particular. Sure. And it's a question, Lou, that we deal with on a regular basis as well. So it's important to think about how financial markets participants interact and exchange data. Distributed ledger, very broadly, is simply a way of sharing a database, sharing data with counterparties. A blockchain is what many of us in the field often call an evolution in distributed ledger. A blockchain has some qualities and benefits that quote-unquote plain distributed ledgers don't have. And it's important to think about that. There have been distributed ledgers available for quite a while. Blockchain does something different. Blockchain does something called immutability. It locks the data, essentially, within any particular distributed ledger. If you and I were exchanging data, something couldn't be added to that data set unless everyone in the network, in theory, agreed that the data was accurate. And by doing that, you get a couple of really strong benefits. You get, again, that word immutability. Nothing gets put to a distributed ledger in a blockchain world that's not agreed by the network, for example. You get a level of security. Nothing can get added to that particular blockchain unless the network agrees. And then you get something that we call um, essentially auditability, a forever record of any transaction, of any data ever written to that, always available to everyone on the network. And so when you think about how financial markets work, there's a lot of real benefit there. Because if we're looking at the same thing at the same time, if we're sharing a data set together, that means we have a lot of efficiency and security associated with how that data is managed. And financial markets are nothing if not data intensive. In terms of the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance, it sounds as though there was a really powerful opportunity to bring together the financial markets in New York and elsewhere and this distributed ledger technology. Tell me a little bit about the founding of the alliance and what it is exactly that you're striving to do. Absolutely. So the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance 
started in late 2015. We're a relatively young organization, but we represent what we often call the many disciplines across global financial markets. Our members corporately and individually are from banking and trading and brokerage and hedge funds and insurance, financial technology firms. And right now our membership base represents well over 150 global corporate organizations. And it was founded to be what we call a nonprofit trade association. We don't build software. There are so many providers in the space, including some of the biggest names financial markets know, IBM, Microsoft, that are working to offer blockchain solutions. Our goal is to be the voice of an industry in a new era of financial technology. So our members join the WSBA to learn, to advocate or influence the development of this new technology. They really do spend a bunch of time trying to work together to help global financial markets evolve in the wake of or with the advent of blockchain technology. And it's interesting how broad that conversation is. We have a legal working group, for example, that represents 27 of the largest law firms in the world. All of them are focusing on blockchain technology for their global financial markets clients and beyond. And so a lot of what we do is advocacy. A lot of what we do is thought leadership to drive that evolution. You sound like you are standing right at the nexus of where many exciting things are coming together. What I hear a lot are people saying, we are really interested in this. We want to know more. We want to do more. But they're trying to figure out a logical point of entry. What do you suggest? So I would suggest two things generally. There needs to be some education. People in financial markets spend a bit of time truly learning what it means. There's some really good sources out there now, including the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance, candidly, that help to drive what we call foundational dialogue. And once a member of financial markets has that, you really begin to understand what your place is in a blockchain world. Many people often look at blockchain and say, oh, uh, it's just another technology. It's meant to you know, get rid of jobs and cut costs. And the cutting costs part, there's some truth to that. It really is an efficient, elegant way to share data. But the other advice I would offer financial markets folks is get involved. Join an organization, join the WSBA, join some of the other meetups, for example, or even at a technical level, these organizations that help explain the types of blockchain that are out there, the use cases it's being leveraged for. Those are the beginning steps to really understand how to evolve in this space. As they say, it's the evolution, but also the revolution at the same time. This has come up so quickly. How do you yourself deal with the speed at which blockchain is coming to critical mass? Yeah, it's tough. There's so much happening all around the world. And within the organization, we get pulled in a lot of different directions to participate in that dialogue. I've got a wonderful staff on a day-to-day operations basis. Our board, uh, our legal working group, and all of our members are financial markets professionals across multiple disciplines. And so what we do is share that thought leadership, share that knowledge, really dialogue around what are the best ways to approach the evolution. And the noise is loud. There's a lot of misperception out there in marketplaces about the value of digital currencies or crypto assets, about the use cases for blockchain. But that's part of our job, to begin to cut through that noise, to really dissect what's the important part of this revolution. And what do you think the important part of the revolution is if you were to maybe give an elevator speech to someone? Yeah, I often use this tagline, I guess, for myself, and I'm very privileged to speak or panel throughout the industry. 
Blockchain technology fundamentally represents a re-envisioning of how we do what we do as economic beings, and be that at the corporate level, even ultimately at the individual level. We are, in the 21st century, sharing value. And so what that means is it fundamentally restructures the idea of exchange between counterparties. And that's an important concept. Because then that really gets you to the point of reinventing types of markets, inventing new types of markets. Right now, there's a conversation going on about different types of assets or instruments. Many people consider digital currencies to be a brand new asset class. And that opens up a very long-term, wide-ranging series of possibilities that I think are really coming to the fore in the blockchain space. In terms of financial professionals, I would think they're not going to go away, right? But their role is going to change. They're going to turn into something else, have new competencies and skills related to blockchain. Right. And I think that's an important part of the dialogue. For the incumbents in the space, there's always this concern around what will blockchain do to job roles. And there's a real concern that some people in the space have that blockchain or any other innovation in technology, think AI or machine learning, are designed simply to disintermediate. It's a bit more complicated than that. With any innovation, we watch job roles evolve, leveraging smart contracts. I'm very privileged or very burdened, I'm not sure which, with having 27 lawyers on our legal legal working group. Wow. And it's a very interesting conversation because lawyers now begin to need to understand the importance of the innovation in the technology and how it involves the legal world broadly. What does venue mean, for example, or domicile in the legal sense if you're leveraging a blockchain that is global? The commercial laws on the books and records talk about individuals or corporations. What happens when it's machines? What happens when it's multiple blockchains? And so you really begin to see that evolution. And part of the conversation we're actually having with attorneys is even in law school, where they're trying to understand how do they structure what future corporate attorneys or future attorneys broadly need to be from a technology perspective. And you're seeing law degrees coupled with information services degrees. So they'll still be the thought leaders that will innovate and write smart contracts, but they're going to be teaching computers and machines and blockchain to do it. How incredible. It sounds to me like we are speeding down these rails, even as they're being built. Building the airplane while you fly it is the analogy everyone uses in this space. And I have to tell you that it's probably pretty accurate. What will artificial intelligence, data analytics, machine learning, how is that going to change blockchain and turn it into something even more incredible? That's a good question that ends up being one of those future think conversations. And the short answer is we don't quite know yet. We have hints. We see, for example, AI will be integral in smart contract writing and execution. What happens when artificial intelligence powers the writing of a smart contract and the publishing or the distribution of that smart contract through a particular blockchain? What happens when machine learning automatically feeds data to a potential distributed ledger? And again, it opens up this entire series of new possibilities. 
IoT or Internet of Things is part and parcel of the blockchain and AI conversation. What happens when our appliances are all doing the work for us of knowing how much electricity to purchase from the utility or knowing how and when your car needs servicing? You really begin to imagine almost limitless possibilities. Yeah, I think about appliances doing the work for me, and I'm really looking forward to the day that the refrigerator goes to the supermarket and picks up all my groceries for me. I hate carrying all those bags. (laughs) There'll be a drone dropping that off for you when the refrigerator explains that it needs orange juice. Not far-fetched at all with all the experiments Amazon is doing. Now, when you personally look at your role in all of this, what you're doing, what do you find the most exciting? For me, advocating and educating, I think there's the internal core of teacher in me, is the most exciting part because that's where real innovation happens. Everyone looks at technology and blockchain and AI and and points to them as innovation. And that's true broadly. But the truth of the matter is innovation happens in the human mind. And when you begin to teach people about how things are changing, you really get plugged into opportunities and new ways of thinking that we never had access to before. And that's very exciting. I love that you talk about teaching being at the core because I certainly feel like I've sat in on a master class today. You've taught me a lot and I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot out of it too. Ron, thank you so much for making the time today. It was a privilege. Thank you, Lou. Ron Quaranta is an entrepreneur, speaker, investor, and the chairman of the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance. Be sure to look for Ron on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, while blockchain may seem intimidating, there is a logical entry point. Get involved in the foundational dialogue. It's not only not too late to do that, it's the ideal time to do that. Join organizations, go to meetups, look at use cases, read up the best information that you can find on the internet and from organizations such as the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance. Number two, understand that the noise around blockchain is loud. At its heart, blockchain is a medium of exchange. There's been misperception of use cases and the value of cryptocurrencies has driven the attention in a direction more towards speculation than practical use of blockchain. Blockchain, in essence, is re-envisioning how we do what we do in the financial services sphere. And number three, insurance, the spoilage of food, shipping, smart contracts, all of this will be changed by blockchain and is being changed already. We are all in this together. There's no need to worry about what will happen to jobs and job roles. The plane is still being built as we fly it. BAI Beacon is almost here, and I'm packing my bags for Atlanta, where among the presenters is Tatiana Moroz, who is the founder of Tatiana Coin, and will be giving the presentation, Where Are We with Blockchain and Cryptocurrencies? And the question is whether she will bring her guitar with her, because among other things, Tatiana is a singer-songwriter, and perhaps the first person on record to write a Bitcoin jingle Here's what that sounds like. I thought about it, I thought about it. What was the choice that I made? It was you take away the money. Don't give up your money. Use Bitcoin whenever you pay. Use Bitcoin whenever you pay.
Well, if you're going to write a jingle, you might as well write it about a coin, right? Maybe Tatiana's onto something here, though. We could always use more musicians in the financial services world, said the podcast host who wrote and performed the BAI Banking Strategies theme song. And so, I'll see you at BAI Beacon, with or without guitar in hand. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. And look for us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. We hope you tune in next week when a new podcast goes up. And you can look for me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carlozo, the managing editor of BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.